Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode from the NatWest Women in Business podcast. As part of this series, we've been talking about some of the ways that NatWest can help female business owners become more connected and inspired. With networking events, talks and mentoring opportunities, call to what's on offer. Recently, NatWest hosted a special event in partnership with Harper's Bazaar. And with some brilliant entrepreneurs on the lineup as speakers, we couldn't resist getting the mics out for a special top tip session. So now I'm going to hand over to Lydia Slater, Deputy Editor of Harper's Bazaar, to introduce our guest backstage at the event. Hello, I'm Lydia Slater, and I'm here at a special event hosted by Bazaar at Work in partnership with NatWest at the fabulous Ham Yard Hotel in London. We're gearing up for an evening all about building your business with a panel of special guest speakers who will be sharing tips with me on topics about everything from finance to advertising, networking and how to build a great brand. Of course, before the main event kicks off, we couldn't resist grabbing a few words for the podcast listeners. So right now, I'm joined by bridalwear entrepreneur Caroline Castigliano, venture capital investor Anna Sweeting and Julie Baker, head of financial inclusion and enterprise at NatWest. So for people listening who are thinking about starting their first company, how do you know when you're onto a good idea and how do you pluck up the courage to take it on? Caroline, you run a world-renowned bridalwear brand, but can you take us back to when you first decided to run your own business? How did that feel? Did you know it was going to work? Um, Well, it felt very exciting, but in actual fact, I didn't start in bridal wear. I started with active sportswear. I was 22. I was an actress. I, in actual fact, was born, I'll just tell you very briefly, with a very serious uh, hip deformity and had spent the first 10 years of my life in hospital. My parents decided that it was very bad for a girl to have a deformity, so they sent me to dancing school. So I went there when I was 12, and they taught me to walk, which was amazing. But this got me into being an actress, but I got there completely by default. And so one day I was at a party and I was telling somebody who was a very successful businessman that I really would love to do something else. He said, you should go into sales. You should be in business. And I literally, that night at that party, came up with the idea of active sportswear for women and for survival kit. I designed something. I came up with the samples, flew to America. Everybody was going, bye-bye. She'll be back with her tail between her legs. And I sold it to Macy's, Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus. And literally, I, they wrote the orders for me. I came back two weeks later with the orders and... Um, The next thing was how to actually manufacture it and go into business. Wow. So in your case, you literally just took the plunge and then afterwards worried about how you're going to make it work. Yes, but I did make it work and I did deliver and I got the windows of Macy's in New York for my very first product. So Anna, as a venture capital investor, what is it that you look for in startups? Would you have invested in Caroline? So I think her drive probably would have stood out to me immediately which is something I hone in on very quickly. You've got to be 100% committed to what you're doing. You've got to be incredibly passionate because being an entrepreneur is difficult. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a journey littered with challenges and opportunities. But if you're not able to leverage those opportunities in the right way at the right time, then your business will not work. Uh, Product is really important. I ask the question very early on when I meet entrepreneurs, so what? And they need to be able to tell me in one sentence why their product exists. Products need to create value for customers. Customers have so many options in the world today. And if there's not some kind of value, whether that's functional, ethical, emotional, then why will they buy your product and why will they invest in it? I look for founders who've researched the market. 
it sounds simple, but so many people don't do it. I need to know that they understand how big their market is, how they can specifically position themselves in the market, and how their consumers interact in that market. So why they shop with a brand, how they do it, when they do it, etc. That's really interesting. So can I ask all of you, what do you think the main risks are that cause these early stage startups to fail? Are there key considerations to be aware of? Caroline? Well, yes, I think that um, a lot of people come up with ideas. I don't think they do the research, as was just said. I don't think they have a proper plan. I don't think they've looked at the finance that's going to be required. They think that somehow they'll jog along. And I think that's a huge reason matters of it. It fails. Mm -hmm. The idea could actually be brilliant, but they just don't have a good enough plan at the start. Yes. We've recently um, published an entrepreneurial spark report which is a report around our entrepreneurial hubs where we have up to 80 businesses at any one time and we have 12 based around the country. Mm. And in those hubs, the success rate of the businesses after five years is over 80%. Wow. Which is extraordinary. Mm. So why is that? It's because they do get the right support. They get the support with the business planning. They get connected to the right people, whether it's somebody to help with their cash flows and planning or whether it's a mentor or whether it's somebody that can help with exporting. Mm. So so I think support networks are really, really important as to whether those businesses succeed or not. So, Julie, how do NatWest support new startups and help minimise risk? So at NatWest, we have many programmes and for the smaller woman in business who wants to open a business, we have tailored support provided by our business growth enablers that are based out in the branch network where they can talk to the women in business, invite them along to local events to meet other business women. They can talk to them about their business plans and they can introduce them to the right networks. Once they've sort of, if you like, set up their business, we do have um, further support provided by our entrepreneurship team which are 12 accelerator hubs around the country. We've got three up in Scotland, and then we've got them in Birmingham, Manchester, Leeds. We're opening in London in August, which is really exciting because that's going to be our flagship branch. And we've got Bristol, Cardiff, Milton Keynes, and Brighton. For all businesses, whether they're just starting out or growing, I think the key to it is building a really strong brand. Can I ask you all what your top tips would be on building a brand? Consistency. Um, I think you will be interacting with your customer at various touch points, Mm -hmm. whether that's through your product, through your website, through your pricing, through your packaging. And it's critical that every time the consumer comes into, into contact with you, they have a consistent experience. Caroline? I think everything is happening online and you've got to be there absolutely so that people can see you. You've got to have a point of difference. I think you need to be set up with an influencer who's right for your brand. I think that really helps enormously. And I think, depending on the type of thing, but if it's something people wear or use, I think you want to get it on somebody or with somebody who's famous but has the right image for your brand. Mm -hmm. I think it's absolutely critical and then use that in every way you can to get out there to the market. One issue that we haven't really addressed yet is about your journeys as women in business. Now, obviously, we know from research that the numbers of women taking entrepreneurial steps to set up their own businesses in the UK is sadly lagging behind countries such as Canada and the US. And it's been suggested by development economics that the UK economy is missing out on a billion pounds a year because of this. Do any of you have any thoughts about why that might be and how we could change that? 
So you're absolutely right. Women at this moment in time, only just over 20% of businesses in the UK are run by women. However, I am delighted to say that it is increasing. And that is perhaps because we've got fantastic role models now. Mm -hmm. We've got people that want to invest in women in business. We've got banks that support women in business. And we have a bespoke programme at NatWest, which provides tailored support. And we have role models that have been out there running their own businesses. And actually, 10 years ago, we didn't have that. So we are better placed. However, you know, we do still have the same challenges as to why women do have further obstacles. And some of them is around juggling home life, caring duties. And uh, sometimes it's, you know, it's other challenges. There's also the risk aversion to uh, obtaining finance and investing in a business as well. So hence why um, quite often when it comes to growing a business, um, we see the women in business sort of growing organically rather than sort of uh, quite quickly. You're saying that women are generally more risk averse. Yes, yes. Yeah, I would echo that point. I think from a funding perspective, women are just statistically less likely to raise equity funding. Mm. Of all the venture capital investment in the world, only 6% of it goes into women-founded businesses. And that might be because they're just not asking for it in the first place. It also might be because they're not necessarily in the high growth areas. So you can take a step back and look at education opportunities in terms of technological sectors, etc. And then I also think there is a reticence to grow businesses with momentum. And that's really important in today's world. You've got to be constantly evolving and moving. Mm -hmm. And I think women do sometimes take themselves out of that. Mm What is interesting, though, that when we do get a woman in business come to with a, with a proposition, the planning and preparation and forecasting is there. And what we do see is much better impairment rates, if you like, so that they will repay their borrowing. We don't see the bad debts that we may see with um, some of our other clients. Yes. Some recent research we did when we asked women in business the main reason why they went into business, it was around flexibility and wanting to do good. Yeah, and so they really still worried. wanted to make money, yeah, but that wasn't but, their main driver. When no. we asked the male customers, their highest score was profitability and then wanting to grow their business. Mm. So what I, advice would you give a would-be woman entrepreneur then? I would say celebrate your uniqueness. As women, we inherently have different talents, which are amazing. Resourcefulness, inclusiveness, the ability to communicate with perception... So I think, you know, use those to your advantage. Be bold and never look back. I think you've really just got to to go forward. And Julie? Um, For me, it would be make sure you do the right research and planning. Make sure you get the right support networks around you. And that's at home as well as in the workplace because you do need that nanny if you've got children, all that support. And uh, believe in yourself because there's still a lack of confidence out there. But we've got some fantastic, brilliant businesswomen now in the UK. I think that's so true. Believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, you have absolutely no hope of selling yourself to somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, helping women become more entrepreneurial is what tonight and NatWest Women in Business is all about. Julie, where can we find out more about that? It's really easy. Just search NatWest Women in Business. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Lydia Slater, Deputy Editor of Harper's Bazaar magazine, and to her guests, Caroline Castigliano, Anna Sweeting, and Julie Baker. Remember, if you're a woman in business looking to become more educated, connected, and inspired, just search NatWest Women in Business 
Find out how NatWest Specialist team can help you with free tips and support. We'll be back soon with more inspirational business stories. But until then, remember to hit that subscribe button. Goodbye for now. Thank you.